Do you know what separates the men from the boys? I do. <laughs> Pat Callahan, Jared Smollett, welcome to Chubstep. I bring the beers. I bring the beers. George Bush doesn't care about black people. Hi, this is Billy Bob Thornton. Welcome to my official website. And as Sage says, what's up? The woman I love is living with a little monkey that looks like me. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show has started. Okay. Did it start before? (laughs) No, I'm starting right now. Okay. Hi, hello, I'm on the telephone. Yeah, you're on the telephone. Um, I think it sounds decent. Uh, I'm trying a little different strategy this time. Good for you. Yeah, thanks, Pat. That really means a lot coming from you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, how are you doing, man? You know what? I can't complain. Doing pretty good. Excited for the Super Bowl. Yes. Excited for the weekend. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, my wallet is coming back together piece by piece. You know? Really? I start getting one card there, then another card there. And it starts to feel a little more full, you know? Okay. Did you get the Guitar Center gift card back? You know what? I never did. I, I got to talk to I gotta talk to my cousin who gave it to me, and then hopefully I can get something from, you know, if I can get it from her or something. It's a very good question. Uh, shout out to my cousin, Kat, who uh, gave me the gift card. Shout out. Also, shout out to Jason for hooking me up with this way of doing the cell phone. Hopefully it works all right. I, I hope so. I want I want to sound good, even though I don't usually sound good. Yeah. Well, you definitely don't sound better on this. I can tell you that much. <laughs> but that's okay. okay. That's okay. So, Pat, we had some ideas last time. We were going to talk about <clears throat> some Super Bowl things that, um, Super Bowl ideas that had nothing to do with the Super Bowl itself. Like, what are some different, you know, what are, what are the exact food? Okay, like food dishes for the Super Bowl. And, you know, things you can do instead of watching Coldplay at the halftime, you know, that kind of stuff. Yes. So what yes. what ideas do you got? Let, let's say, beers. what does somebody do at the halftime they don't want to watch Coldplay? Okay. Well, you picked my least highlightable uh, category. <laughs> okay. Well, the good. We'll start we and then, then it'll progressively so get better. Stuff. Okay. Let's hear it. So things to watch instead of Coldplay. Obviously, if you have the NFL Network, I'm sure there's – like highlights and first half breakdowns, second half predictions. Yeah. So it's all about the football, man. That's very. That's true. what I'm about. I'm all about the football. Okay. So, so, so you're saying you're play. saying just yeah, focus on the actual football aspect of it, not so much the music or the the razzmatazz of the spectacle that is the halftime show. Yeah, you know Coldplay and Beyonce again. It was like how many years ago was Beyonce on it? I have no idea. <clears throat> But you do. What is it? What's your? What's the number? Uh, it had to be like four or five years ago. Okay. I, I'm not even kidding. We we were at Marquette when it happened. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well. Like why? Why is she coming back? I would love to ask her, but I have no relation with her at all, and would have no way of doing that. Like, why is she still a thing? Why is she still a thing? Uh, she is a singer yeah, still. Back. What has she come out with lately? All my single ladies was like two weeks ago. <laughs> that was like two weeks <laughs> and like four or five years ago. Did you finally play that the last Super Bowl halftime for No, I know. I know. I actually agree with that. But then again, I don't really follow Beyonce too much. But would I know if she had a big song on the. I probably would know if she had a big song on the radio. It, to it my knowledge, she doesn't. Right Beyonce, now. correct? I'm not butchering that. I, I, honestly, I haven't heard of the Beyonce thing, but I believe you. I'd only heard the Coldplay thing. I'm not keeping so up to date on that, so I'm glad uh, you are. I, I heard Beyonce, and what, what does she have to do with Coldplay? She has everything to do with Coldplay. She is about Coldplay. As much as 
the Red Hot Chili Peppers had to do with Bruno Mars. I love the Chili Peppers, but that made no sense to me. Well, I think a lot of the combinations they do, maybe they try to do these crazy combinations so that, you know, there's some sort of contrast, you know, so you can kind of get a wider audience. Like, it was Katy Perry last year, right, with Missy Elliott? I mean, that's very opposite people. You had Slash and the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Exactly. So this is what I'm saying. So I think you you can try to get a bigger audience if you have two people that don't really go together. Yeah. But you well, also get another yeah. thing you can do. You can sit and complain about Coldplay like I'm going to do. Yeah. Or you ever see that SpongeBob episode where he's talking about imagination? Yes. Okay. Isolate yourself away from everybody else. Okay. Okay. While you're at but a party. Yeah. Yes. Continue. Go this. in the bathroom. Sound like you've had some rough Super Bowl appetizers, right? You're going to be okay. in there a while. <laughs> so the halftime is a long time, but continue. Put on your headphones. Pretend you are listening to and seeing who you actually want. <laughs> okay, so just... <laughs> so you want somebody to, instead of being in a party with a bunch of other people, go to a bathroom by themselves, put on headphones, and listen to the music that they would like to hear at the halftime. That's what I plan on doing. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. What about an episode of Chub Step? Hey, while you're at it, download it on iTunes. Yeah, every Thursday. And write so an iTunes review. It, send us an email. Yeah, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Good call, Pat. Yeah, Give us a rating on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff. Yeah, while you're in your bathroom by yourself. And what happens if other people are knocking on the bathroom, Pat? You got your headphones on. You can't hear it. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so you just drown out the world and just live in your own fantasy. What, there isn't more than one bathroom in a house? Oh, okay, maybe if you're at an apartment. So would you recommend, sense. Would you recommend? you know, if you say you're at a house that has multiple bathrooms, like maybe the party's downstairs and there's a bathroom upstairs, you say go up to an upstairs bathroom. I say go in the master bedroom that you're not supposed to go in <laughs> and go into the bathroom. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, that's got a lot of promise to it, Pat. I think that's... Uh, Definitely, definitely doable. Even better, turn off the lights. Nobody will know where you are. <laughs> but then you come out, somebody sees you come out of the bathroom where, you know, this this dark bathroom. You know, what are, I, I don't know how they're going to react to that. Like, what were you doing? I haven't seen you for 30 minutes. What are you doing coming out of a dark bathroom by yourself? Like, the light wasn't working. <laughs> and then they walk in there and flip on the light. I, yeah, I, I like magic. It is magic. That is, yeah. Just say, <laughs> well, I, Pat. You know what? I don't. It's it's a, it's a very. I would not have thought of that idea. So, what would you listen to? What would I personally listen to? Yeah. You what is what, what is your going to be your halftime song? Guns and Roses. I, you know what? They're never going to play the halftime show. Okay. So but it has to be somewhere realistic. It's got to be realistic. Okay. Me, okay. Know? Okay. So I I don't know. I, off the top of my head, you know what? I am not prepared to answer that question. Well, I always I did want to see the Chili Peppers do it one year, but they just got the oh you're like the second act. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Okay, huh? Yeah, so maybe you could just play theirs on replay. You know, whatever they did last time. Yeah, I, I would. Do you would you say that Pearl Jam is a big enough band to do the Super Bowl or no? Yeah, I think no. I definitely think they are. Okay, they're they're a, they're a super. I mean, they might have been a little. You know, maybe not as popular as most of the thing, but it's not. It's not crazy. Like Missy Elliott, that wasn't. Yeah. She wasn't any bigger than Pearl Jam's. Definitely bigger than Missy Elliott ever was. I, had, Suck I at saw Missy Pearl Elliott. Jam. Yeah. The night before my twenty third birthday, and it, it it is to this day my favorite concert. So. so there you go, Pearl Jam. Okay, that'd be Pat's. Um, yeah. <clears throat> who would be mine? That'd be realistic. Uh. That's a tough one. I, I no, you know what? Honestly, not a lot of the bands that I listen to would be realistic. You mean Fastball is not going to play the Super Bowl? I don't think Fastball would play the Super Bowl. Maybe in the maybe like '94. No. You know they might no at the height of their powers, but even then, um, man, I you know what? I'll I'm bring having the beers. a hard time <clears throat> with that. I'll bring the beers. I, yeah, I can't think of a band that I like enough that is big enough to play the Super Bowl. I wouldn't be that upset by it, most of them, but. You know, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for you, Pat. But uh, yeah. maybe I just sit in that bathroom with you and put it in one of the earbuds. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what were some of your other things? I was trying to 
trying to come up with drinking games. Kind of tough to do. Okay. But I did come up with some alcoholic beverages. Okay. Interesting. So if you're rooting for the Broncos, yep, have a blue moon with an orange. Ooh, okay, yeah. Just blue. I dig it. It's yeah. got an orange. Yes. The Broncos colors. Simple. Yes. That's very simple. Also, last weekend, Blind Dog, one of my favorite breweries. Okay. Other than Half Acre. What? Other than Half Acre beer. Who Other makes than Chubstep? Yes. Half Acre. Yep. Yes. Flying Dog, one of, I said one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay, they had this IPA. It's called Bloodline Blood Orange IPA. So if you bleed orange for the Broncos, you should try this IPA. Okay. 7% alcohol, has a 3.7 out of 5 rating on untapped. And we're talking about over 39,000. So 3.7 out of 5 is pretty good. Yes, I would definitely agree with that. Um, then there's also, if you go to Benny's and you try and get like the brew, you know, the beers that are brewed in certain states. There is yeah. a Tommy Knocker Brewery in Idaho Springs, Colorado. Okay. And they have an IPA called IPA and a half. And it's 7.3. I bring the beers. With the 3.6 rating. I bring the beers. So somewhat reliable. This is on your, your, your beer app that you have, correct? Uh, you know, I did a little Google. Okay. Wow, a little so, background on this, nice. Okay, one more thing for the Broncos. I came up with a drink called Peyton Manning. A drink called Peyton Manning, okay. A cocktail. Yep. It contains scotch, so Johnny Walker. Yep. UV Blue. Okay. And Sierra Mist, courtesy of Papa John's. <laughs> The Sierra Mist has to be courtesy of Papa Okay, I like that. Okay, so there are your Denver Broncos. Wow. Alcoholic beverages. Now, Carolina was a little harder to find yes. some relatable, I don't know, beers, I guess you yes. could say. Yes, yes. There is this brewery called X-Clown Brewery. X-Clown? X-Clown. Okay. And I'm not saying Cam Newton's that an ass clown in any sense of the word, but yes. if anyone on the field appears to me as an ass clown, it's Cam Newton. Okay. Okay, that's a bold statement, Pat, by a possible MVP this season, but continue. Okay. Ass clown brewery. <laughs> okay. North Carolina. Yep. Has a double cheek IPA. Okay. It reads a dry, sharp, hopped-up double IPA with galaxy hops. Okay. Has a great musadine. I don't even know how to say it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Musadine? M-U-S-A-D-I-N-E? No, not familiar. Never had the pleasure. Okay. 0.27% alcohol. That's a high alcohol content beer. Well, it's the Super Bowl. You got a party. Yeah. That's a good point, Pat. It's a great point. Okay, and then I came up with the Cam Newton cocktail. Okay, Cam Newton cocktail. Let's hear it. So we have one-third Blue Curricano drink mix. Blue, blue Hurricane? Blue Curricano. Okay. It's like, a, it's like an itch flavor. Okay. One-third Malibu. Okay. So we got the blue and white. Yep. One-third tonic and a splash of Hennessy. Wow. Yes. Now, where are you getting these drink combinations from, Pat? I just made them up as I went. That's crazy. Yes. Are you going to try and make it? I don't know how they yeah. taste. Okay. I really don't. <laughs> okay. Okay, so these are quite, okay, these are just, you know, your, you, you this is, I, are you going to make any of these? That's what I'm about. I'm all about the sauce. Uh, maybe, maybe the Peyton Manning. I don't know if there's a Papa John's around me. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know either. But maybe that one, the Cam Newton one, uh, it would probably be easier to make because you could get all that stuff at a local liquor store. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's probably more expensive. Yeah. So, yeah. Cam Newton, you know, wearing the flashy pants, flashes money a little bit more. Yeah. So his drink is a little bit more expensive. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Peyton Manning definitely feels more like a blue-collar guy than uh 
He's old. Yeah. He drinks scotch. Yep. Yeah, that is it's all adding up, Pat. It's all adding up. I appreciate I appreciate the thought that that took. It, it, it took some thought. It definitely did. It definitely did, and I can tell. Um, There's no garnishes, though. I should have garnished it with something. <laughs> Why doesn't everybody send their favorite picture, uh, their favorite garnish that they add to one of these drinks to Pat? Follow, and, uh, you can Instagram it to him at uh, patcallahan44. You might not get a response from me, but go ahead. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, awesome. So what, okay, food dishes. Any food dishes? How about all those BuzzFeed posts I see? I'm not seeing these. We'll continue, though. What? You don't see those? No. I try to avoid BuzzFeed when I can. It's not on BuzzFeed, Jared. It's on Facebook. <laughs> okay, but people are posting them from BuzzFeed? Okay. So many people post these BuzzFeed recipes, and it's a step-by-step how to make this fancy dish that nobody makes. <laughs> Seriously? You know I mean? Everybody posts it, but nobody actually makes it. Okay, but here's the thing, Pat. If you... I've never seen a picture of somebody... Yeah. Showing off this food, they just made off this BuzzFeed recipe. Now, I did make the ramen burger that my dad posted a picture of not too long ago. But did it have a step-by-step video tutorial? It actually did. <laughs> it did? Yes. It actually did. Mr. Small is proving me wrong. Yes. But, ninety. I, no, I 100% agree with what you're saying. 90% of the people that post these things about food are never going to make that thing of food. Yeah, so here's your opportunity. But here's your opportunity to do it. Here's my other thing, though, Pat. If you talk about making, you know, talk about all these drink options without making one of these drinks, people might put you in the same boat as these BuzzFeed posts. Okay, I I will try and make, you know what, I'll make one of them and I'll post it on Instagram. Yeah, there you go. Pat Callahan 44, follow him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be sure to check it out. Yeah, be sure to check it out. No, that is cool, Pat. That's awesome. Um, but you know, if you get the chance, if not, I'm not going to hold it against you forever, just for a little bit. Yeah, I, I, if anyone, I believe you. Yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Okay, so I like that. Uh, the food thing—that's kind of pissing you off. Food dishes for me, I you know, I always like the chili. I'm a big fan of the chili. Me and Pat made a uh, Patrick and I made a green chili one time. You made it. Well, we both made it. I don't remember what I did. Well, I think you and me did. Really, all cooking is is just cutting up ingredients, throwing them in something, you know, putting in some spices. It's you. You did as much as I did. You cut up stuff. I, I, I cut I, up stuff. I did. Yes. I think I, I think I chaperoned. Maybe you chaperoned. I don't know. <clears throat> I made it with. I believe I made it with Nick Russo as well. But we we brought it. Was, it was yeah. Well, whatever, whatever. Um, so I recommend there's a, uh, <clears throat> a solid green chili out there with uh it's made with tomatillos instead of tomatoes and the base of it is a sparkling apple cider instead of tomato juice which is common in chilies solid chili um if you actually want the recipe i could i don't know whatever just ask my brother vaughn v-o-n or if you don't know vaughn then i'm not gonna you know you're not gonna find out the recipe so there you go v-o-n yeah Okay, <clears throat> Pat, what else you got? Uh, okay, food. You could cut either pork or ham in the shape of a football. Okay. Ham's uh, going to be easier up. to cut in the shape of a football. Yeah, ham probably. Yeah. Yeah. Cut some onions for the laces, or as I would <clears> think, <throat> probably just pour some ranch on it. Pour some ranch? So it had to be a big piece of ham if you're going to pour a ranch in that fine of a... You well, know. It's in the shape of a football, Jared. A football's pretty big, isn't oh, it? Oh, you're saying like full size, like, like this isn't like a to scale, like, you know, one-third scale of a football. This is like full-size football scale. Yeah, this is not like an appetizer unless you cut it. Then I guess Got it. You're doing like a okay, big ham, full-size football basically of ham, and you're going to use the laces as ranch. Okay, okay, I, I can see it. Ranch, or you could cut onions. Okay, onions might naturally fit better with the ham, but okay. And then your choice of seasoning to give it the pigskin look. Your choice of seasoning to give it the pigskin look. So just any sort of brown seasoning kind of cooked on there? Yeah, I don't I don't know what you season ham with. Is brown sugar a thing? 
Brown sugar definitely is a season on ham. That's quite a popular seasoning on ham. I don't like ham. <laughs> so this is not something that you would uh, you would personally make, but this is just an I'm idea. I'm just that trying you to contribute my part. I appreciate that. I think we can all appreciate that. Here's something I did kind of come up with that I call referee pudding. Okay, referee pudding. Let's hear it. Do you like biscuits and gravy? Do I like biscuits and gravy? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever had biscuits and gravy with chocolate chips in them? Have I ever had? Uh, no, I have not. That sounds not good. It's not, but neither is the officiating. <laughs> Wow. Um, nice. Nice. Very nice, Pat. Actually, I got some biscuits and gravy last weekend. Yep. And I took two leftovers home because there was a lot of biscuits and gravy. Yeah. And I went home and I had some chocolate chips and I put it in the microwave and melted it and it just tasted like chocolate sausage, which isn't the best thing in the world. Yep. But, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like white and black, like the stripes. So, hey, referee pudding. <laughs> that's just so that's more like yeah a little gag uh gag food for the people listening but they i think that the novelty of that wears off i think you make a pretty small dish of that right because the novelty of that's going to wear off pretty fast well how do you know somebody's not going to like it that's a good point but i think you start small yeah that's yeah. a fair point yeah I, I think that's a very good point i think it's a very fair point uh i like all these ideas a lot pat <clears throat> thanks yes um, then, okay, yep, so continue. speaking of officiating, yep. you know what a party foul is. Party foul, yes. Never committed so, one. You've never committed one? Not to my knowledge. Okay, let's see. Super Bowl party foul. Maybe you're at a family party, yep. you know, reacting to a play, cursing in front of your grandmother or younger cousin. That would be a party foul. Take your shirt yeah. off. Yeah. You know, you, you have a you beer. You know, spilling your drink or dropping your plate of food. That's party foul to me. Yep. So, what I advise you to do is go to a restaurant, take a bunch of butter packets. Okay. Every time someone commits a foul, you throw a piece of butter at them. What is it with you and butter? I love butter. <laughs> no, you used to eat it. I, I yeah. You, what? You don't eat butter? Not just the sticks. I didn't say I eat it. <laughs> yes, you did. You said you ate the sticks of butter. Not full sticks, like pieces of the sticks. <laughs> okay, sorry, 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 sorry. So you would throw the you would throw these things that you would normally eat at people, or on their plate. Okay, as like a ref flag. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think they're going to do? Like, are you going to blow a whistle? I think you have to do that. Otherwise, people are not going to understand you just throwing butter down on their plate. I think it's just plain wrong if you don't blow a whistle. <laughs> okay. So you're going to carry around a whistle. <clears throat> when I'm picturing you at this, Pat, I'm picturing you at a Super Bowl party. You're wearing your slash hat, as you often do. <clears throat> you're wearing your hat. You have a whistle around, you know, maybe you're wearing a ref's jersey. That would be ideal, but I think you're probably wearing, you know, a Guns N' Roses t-shirt or something. Maybe that's too much with a slash hat. But, uh, you know, you're wearing a shirt, and then you are just whistling and throwing butter down on people's plates while you're drinking a cocktail that you, you know, made earlier. Yes. And then halftime, you go into the bathroom with your headphones on. <laughs> listen to Pearl Jam. This, this is going to be an interesting Super Bowl for you. I can't wait. I can't Lord wait either. God, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be great. That is going to be great. Yeah. Okay. I like all this, Pat. This has been fantastic. Um, okay. Well, what good, else? Because that's all I got. Oh, that's, well, perfect. I have no, that's, I, I don't, I, there's not even a possibility that I could top any of that. Um, that was, I think, exactly what people were looking for. The only thing I will comment on that with the ramen burger I did make and, uh, for people that were not familiar, I cooked, I made burgers, and the patties were made of ramen noodles. And so what I did, we did, I did this with Bro Grill, my friends, we, we cooked this on a Tuesday night. And what we did was we cooked ramen, and then we drained the ramen, and we added egg, kind of whipped up egg, 
and then we compress that in the bowl. We put that in a bowl in the fridge with like another bowl on top of it, so kind of mash it down with like saran wrap over it. And then it's kind of in a patty shape. And then you throw that down on a hot frying pan, and then it kind of fries this cooked ramen. And then you can it, you fry it enough to where it's like hard, and you can use that to u- use as buns. Kind of like when KFC did their uh, the two the two chicken patties were the buns instead of bun. We kind of did that, but and we'd put a burger in the middle. But the problem with that is that you start eating it, and you can only get about halfway through before you start feeling full because you're eating kind of like three meals at once, like the two ramen patties plus, you know, your burger. So this is not this is not really a Super Bowl food, but it's just related in the sense that you mentioned the ramen thing. So you're welcome, Pat. Yeah, I, I was never a big fan of ramen, but good for you. You know what? I was never really a big fan of ramen either. Um, I think if I would have been a bigger fan, I would have enjoyed them even more. They were tasty, and it was a cool idea. But, uh, yeah, I, I never liked the college, the classic college ramen thing. I never really went through a ramen phase. Oh, my God. I went through a ramen phase, and I hated it. <laughs> well, why did you do it then? Because I was poor. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. But you know what? I didn't put the ramen seasoning in. Yeah, you show them that. Just noodles and butter, man. You show just butter. Just noodles and butter. Okay, well there you go. Try to keep it healthy. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Pat, this is what's this is what. Okay, here's something that happens in the movies that doesn't happen. I don't understand this. This is one of the things that's like not really applicable to real life, and that is every time somebody gets fired in a movie, they walk out with this brown artificial wood-looking cardboard box <laughs> the same yeah. this same stereotypical box that looks like it's from like the 1970s it's got all the pictures in it yes and they've got it's full of pictures and like a plant and uh you know maybe some like a something that holds a bunch of folders or something and maybe some folders in there and some pens but it is the exact i have never seen that box in real life <laughs> yet every it's just one box is one prop See, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. Like, this is one of those things that, like, I don't know if they do this as a joke now or this is like, oh, somebody's getting fired. We need to show that this person is getting fired. So they must be carrying out. If you see somebody in a movie carrying that brown box, it has a handle on each side, like a handle built into, like, a hole on each side for your hands, and it has, like, a little white part where you would write your name underneath the hand, one of the handles, and it's, like, brown, you know, brown wood-looking cardboard box. You know that person just got their lost their job and they're pa- they were packing up their desk. You don't even need the volume on. Well, that also helps having the volume on. But like you know what I'm saying that like that's the same. St- it's just such a weird thing to me. And I just keep thinking of like Bruce Almighty for some reason. It have it's every movie. It's every single movie. They're always carrying themselves wow. and no and no those boxes have not been used in I guarantee thirty years. So. Uh, that's been bothering me seeing that. It's just like a weird, like why? What is the point? I don't. Why get it. do you spend money to have a plant next to your desk? Well, I have a plant next to my desk, but I didn't spend the money on it. God, Jared, you're so zen, man. It's a bonsai. It's a bonsai tree. You have a tree on your desk. A bonsai. It's a little baby tree. Trees are supposed to grow on the ground. Well, it has its own little ground. It's its own self-contained environment, Pat supposed to help the environment it helps the environment in my office room oh yes i wonderful. am sorry yeah it's so fantastic i'll send you a picture of it. you're gonna love it here's another thing pat <clears throat> um people that park i went to a film festival the other day the i had to go up there was five floors of parking or maybe six i ended up having to go to the fourth floor and i passed I'm not exaggerating when I say six spots that I passed because somebody was parked at an angle and taking up two spots with their one car. And it's not like they were like in like they needed two spots. It's like they just parked poorly and then just walked away. And I don't I don't the type of person that goes into a spot and parks in it knows that it's so crappy that nobody else can park there. I can understand if it's like uh, say you're at a Walmart at two in the morning and the parking lot's empty. And you can just you could park taking up four spots. It's not going to make a difference. But when somebody is at a pack, this is a packed place. And when somebody's doing that, and then you go ahead and you know park in a spot that's taking up multiple, you know, two spots. 
I don't know how you get out of the car and you're just okay with that park job. <laughs> I, I could actually top that one time. Okay. There was what seemed to be a brand-new Mercedes-Benz. Yes. In the parking lot of, like, a local bar, not a big bar. Okay. This guy purposely parked yes. where the center of his car was over the line I have of seen that. parking spaces. Yes. Like, you are just, I'm not going to do it, but you are just asking me to cheat. Oh, yes. No, that's the wor- that's far worse of a person than what I'm talking about. I, I definitely agree with that. One that there was a time, one time, where I saw a guy that did that, and I was in my Volkswagen Bug, and the Bug is super skinny, and I was able to squeeze between. He was trying to take <laughs> up two spots, but I was able to squeeze in one of the spots, and so it was like that was like three spots that were super packed next to each other. But I thought it was hilarious, so I just kept it that way. Good and for uh, you, Jared. yeah, thank you, Pat. Thank you. I was, you know, I was thinking about you when I was doing it. I was thinking about talking about it on a podcast years later. But, but you, uh, you're talking about people who are just lazy drivers? Yeah, I'm not talking about the laziness of it, because that guy is a completely different type of person than the person that would, you know. I think I think, yeah, I think think yeah, that person is just being lazy and being like, oh, I can't. The person that just leaves her in a crappy spot, just I think that's somebody that, oh, eh, this wasn't great, but whatever. I don't care. Yeah, it's a little, a little selfish. Else. Yeah. Yes. No, and, and I definitely, you know, yeah. Those are my thoughts. You know what? One thing about me that I know, like, sometimes when someone else is in the car with me, they can't stand is I always park in the back. You always park in the back? Yeah. Because, Why is that? Well, it's easy. There's not a lot of spots around. And two, I don't mind walking. Yeah, that's a good point, Pat. That's a good point. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I have to walk a half a block to go into the mall. It is, it is funny. Um, going from times where you like park in like the suburbs versus you park in the city, like it's so weird how your mindset changes where when I'm parking, like say in the suburbs, if I have to park like three houses down from where my house is at, I'm like upset because, oh my, I'm like, oh my God, I have to park so far away. But then I remember when I was consistently in the city, if I was parking like within two blocks of where I was at, I was happy. Thrilled. Yeah, thrilled. Exactly. You know, and it's so funny how that mindset just changes. Like, <laughs> it's significantly farther the city that you're parking, but you're just happier just because it just in comparison to the you know how you're used to doing it. You know, that, that's a good point. There's this pizza place in Bridgeport we go to after White Sox games sometimes. Yeah, it's called Fabulous Freddy's. Yeah, and Fabulous Freddy's used to be like the perfect like neighborhood secret. It was never really crowded, and yeah. then. They rebuilt the place, and there's nowhere to park over there. Yeah, so oh, yeah. If I if I to park within a block or two of it, I'm stoked. Like I I don't even try and park next to it anymore. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, if I was pulling up to one of my friends' houses in Oakland, I had to park halfway down the block. I kind of be like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so Pat, you sent me a picture the other day. I did. Yeah. What was and it said it said no chill, eighteen thousand likes, um, and it said something at the top. If somebody commits a party foul, such as spilling a drink or sweatshirt, oh, you, that was, you the butter oh, that thing. was the butter thing. Okay, yeah, I was confused what that was at the time. Okay, forget I said that comment. Let's move on to some emails. How about that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so we got one. Uh, we got an email. You, read it? you, I'm gonna have you read it. How about you read it, Pat? Okay. Hand it to me. Okay. Okay, I'll just, I'll read it to you, and then you can say it. How about that? Okay. Um, so, um. I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday play. It's from Mike James. Shout out to Mike James. And it says, who would you rather fight? Two stacked Danny DeVitos with knife hands or fight one Shaq in his prime with spoon hands? Your weapon is a sword-sized spork. A spork? Yeah. So you have a spork that's the size of a sword, so a large spork. Oh, spork. Yes, spork, S-P-O-R-K. And then you can either fight two Danny DeVitos that are stacked on top of each other with knife hands or a giant (laughs) shack that has a spoon hand in his prime. I'm taking down 
to Danny DeVito. I, I definitely agree with that. The knife hands is intimidating, and it's scary, but Shaq, I feel like even he's just so massive, those spoon hands, you know. Shaq could have a, could have a heart attack and die and fall on me, and I would die too. Yes, that's very, that's very, very true. Um, that, uh, yeah, that that's a very, very good point. I, I think Danny DeVito's, I mean, two of them would be a little scary. And, like, he's scary looking as it is. He's scary looking as it is. And, and Danny DeVito, you know, great guy, great actor, but not i i just not intimidated by him though like he's scary but like am i am i nervous i could whack like he's pretty short so i could whack him even with two of them i could just whack him away with the sword you know the sword size spork yeah you gotta scoop get him, him with the point launch him yeah scoop him up and launch him exactly that's what i would do i would get You're the... not launching shack no you were definitely not launching shack and in shack i think he's you know he's got spoon for hands but he still has some power some muscle behind those spoons you know shack would probably use his spoon hands Take the spork and eat you. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Uh, I that's a great question. We get that question a lot, Mike, but I do appreciate it. Uh, you know, we always like discussing it. So, uh, thank you for the question. And email us chubstep.podcast@gmail.com. Here's the next email. Uh, it's from Scott Dixon, and it says, "What makes you moist? <laughs> what makes me perspire? What makes you moist? Is the exact, uh, and that's all it says." Uh, exercise. Exercise, Pat. That's a that's a positive way of looking at it. Yeah. Okay. What about in a more uh, emotional sense? Like cry. Yeah, sure. What makes you cry, Pat? Coldplay played halftime. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I mean, I definitely agree with that. Um, okay, it, I don't hate Coldplay. I just don't see yes. why they're playing halftime. I, I definitely I, I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Coldplay either. But is it is it fitting? I don't feel like it's fitting for halftime. No. Yeah. What makes Pat? What would you say makes me moist? Uh, spicy tomatillos. Tomatillos, Pat. But um. Tomatillos. <laughs> spicy ones. They're, they're pretty. They're pretty. Tomatillos. They're pretty acidic. You know, kind of tart thing so they don't typically make me moist but something spicy definitely could um yeah i i enjoy spicy food there is a point where something's so spicy that it doesn't taste good anymore and do i let myself get to that point a lot a little too much yeah and so would i be moist while i'm sitting there at the super bowl party it's possible because sure who yeah who knows what kind of chilies are going to be around who knows what kind of you know small dishes Pat's cooking up, you know. You never know. You never know. So I could definitely see me being that way. I would say spicy food, Scott. Thank you for the question. Uh, Chubstep.podcast at gmail How about we move on to some Tanzania news, Pat? The infection causes immediate respiratory failure. The scientists claim that these patients are now transmitting. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Yeah, Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. What are you, from Tanzania? Yes, I am. Okay, this one is called Government Won't Legalize Marijuana. Cot Consumption. K-H-A-T. So the Deputy Minister of Health for Community Development, Gender, Elders, and Children, Dr. Hamis Kigwangala, 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 that's what it is, has ruled over legalization of marijuana and cot in Tanzania due to adverse mental effects to users. So here's one of the, some of the things they said here, Pat. Uh, various studies have proved that the use of marijuana leads to addiction and eventually a mental illness known as cannabis-induced psychosis, and thus the government can never allow it allow its use. Dr. Kigwangala stressed. So they say some other things. Then there are some arguments to the opposite. So I'm not going to take a stance on this, but what I will say is that they do allow alcohol in Tanzania. 
And Tanzania is also addictive, or not Tanzania. Tanzania is addictive. Um, if you love Tanzania, you know, if you love traveling Africa, some people have said it's it's addictive country to be in. But alcohol is definitely addictive, as well. Uh, so if they're going off that basis, that's probably not the best argument. Because why? Weak argument. It's a weak argument. Yeah. Uh, Alcoholism is a disease because people are dependent. On <laughs> exactly. That's just a very good point. Uh, marijuana, as as contrary to many people believing in high school, ca- marijuana is addictive. Can can definitely be addictive. As but 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 you cannot base a law on something when you're allowing other things that are con. You know that also <laughs> it just seems like a weird uh, way to go about things. It's a pretty bad analogy. It is a bad analogy. Yes, I would agree with that. So, uh, so what? They, 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 we, they, we don't got miniskirts or marijuana. No mini skirts, marijuana. There's yeah. no party in Tanzania. There's no party in Tanzania. That's. I think he's probably going to outlaw that next. I think that might be the next thing, Pat. <laughs> no group fun. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. I. Uh, that's Tanzania for you right now. So they're going to keep that not legalized. I think apparently they were talking about it. That's not going to be a thing. There's a picture. The picture on this article is clearly not drugs. This is just somebody's like weeds that they have in their. So it looks like somebody like did some like landscaping around their house and they collected a bunch of weeds and then like wrapped it up and then that's what it has for the picture of this article. So that's always interesting to see what they come up with. But that's Tanzania for you. Am I right? You hit the nail on the head, Jerry. Yeah. Tell me about it. So. <laughs> All right, Pat. We're going to jump right into a Brendan Fraser movie Brandon review. Fraser yeah. Yes. About 20 years ago, back in the last century, I went to actor school, actually. That's back when I was allowed to work with animals. When these experiences are always brought into everyone's home. Why do I smell a fish? Well, these are the uh, yum yum sweats. Ah, uh-huh. she's toying with me. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> They think I shaved their butts. I look like a big old steak with legs. Okay, this one has been pretty uh, anticipated for quite some time. So, we've talked about the sequel to this movie, and to me, the sequel to this movie is better than the movie it's, than the first original. Do you know what movie I'm talking about here? No. The Mummy. 1999's oh, The Mummy. I didn't know. I just didn't want to say it. Okay. So this is kind of Brendan Fraser. I don't know if it's – I wouldn't say it's his breakout role, but definitely this is like primo – this is primo Brendan Glory days. Um, You know, he was – this is this is a big – this is a big, big movie. Was it late 90s or early 2000s? This is 1999. Yeah. Yeah, so this is big time. So uh, this has got – Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz, John Hanna, Arnold Vaslo, or Vaslu, he plays um, Emotep, and he uh-huh. also looks like Billy Zane. I, I, you know what? I can see the resemblance yeah. to that. So this is taking place in like 1923, and they're looking for a, they're kind of, this is Rachel and Brendan are kind of digging around this place called Hemu Tapra. Patra, it's uh you know an Egyptian. They're in Egypt, you know, digging around this old ancient uh bar- you know city basically. They're archaeologist type thing. So, or she is anyway. He is. She's Egyptian kind of historian. Anyway, they accidentally awake Imhotep. Imhotep was a kind of I think he worked for a pharaoh and he kind of had an affair type thing and he got he got um a curse put on him. And so anyway, he reawakens like, you know, centuries later and he's just out for revenge. He just wants to kill everybody. So the whole thing is, you know, all these people are trying to, you know, put him back to his grave, basically. Otherwise, he's going to end the world as we know it in 1999 or taking place in 1923. So it's all about that. It leads to some sequels. The Mummy Returns, uh, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. I've not seen Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, so that will be one I have to watch and review at a future point. But I actually like The Mummy Returns better than The Mummy. I enjoy it more. Maybe part of that is The Rock is in that, and I'm biased towards that. But I think it also is just a better 
well, I don't know. A lot of times sequels are not better than the originals, but I, in my opinion, I like the sequel of The Mummy better than the original. But The Mummy is still, on the Brendan Fraser sale, still Brendan Fraser. It's still a top-tier Brendan Fraser movie. It's a good movie, you know? Have you seen this one, Pat? Of course I've seen The Mummy. Okay. Well, you say of course, but you haven't seen most of the movies we talk about. No, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't argue with the fact that The Mummy was a good movie. Yeah. It's, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it's not like blowing anyone away, but I think it's like exactly what you're looking for in that type of a movie. Like, I wouldn't watch it today, but when it came out, I thought it was pretty oh, good. Oh, I would watch it today. I have no problem watching it today. What do you have against watching it today? It's made in 1999. Okay. <laughs> Pat, you were made in 1990, 1991. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, okay, that's a weak argument. I, you know, I watch Wayne's World and the Blues Brothers all the time. Yeah, but. so you can't the night the nineteen ninety thing. I, I I don't agree with that so much. There's you know, comedy I'll give in it. Watch, and I will give you my own Brendan Fraser movie scale. You're gonna rewatch it? Yeah, I'll watch it. I have it at home. My VHS. <laughs> Do you have a VHS player? Yes. Okay. I I, I guess... watch home movies all the time. I had a video camera when I was a kid. Yeah. I watch home movies all the time. Like, how much is all the time? Uh, once every couple months. Okay. Well, uh, not all the time, but more than probably most. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate. I can definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so, Pat, I was thinking about doing a little... Um, a, a little... So just as kind of a bonus thing. So we're kind of wrapping up time-wise here. And we're we're going to have Russo on we might still have ha, throw him on a little like a little interview at the end of this or on a little Russo wants to give his predictions for the Oscars. Okay. So I might throw him on at the end of this podcast or if not, we'll throw him on next week if it's not too late. But I have I, no problem with that. Russo's yeah. a big movie guy. Yeah. So Yeah, look exactly. Forward to hearing it. But what I was going to do is I was going to read to you um my friend Steed Palomino, Paul Truso, he was in our fantasy football league. And so just to give you a little glimpse into our fantasy football league, we, we do take it pretty seriously as, as it kind of makes it kind of fun when you do that. So our, our friend Paul, he won our league, but it was kind of tainted win. It was kind of a tainted win because he, because he won, but he also had somebody else kind of controlling his team towards the end of the year because he went away. He was in the Army, and he went away – um, you know, like, uh, you know, like act, on active duty, not active, you know, but he, he went away for military reasons and he had somebody control his team. And then he came back and the person was still kind of controlling his team. So we're like, so, so for you to actually get your money to get first place and get your money, you have to go see a movie of our choice and you have to write a couple page review on it. So Paul had to see the movie Norm of the North. And Norm of the North is a really – what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the first page of his – let's see how many pages he wrote here. Um, he wrote five pages. But I'm going to read the first – just for sake of this thing, I'm going to write the – you know, the I'm going to read the first page of this document just to see so people can get a glimpse into uh, Chub Club, which is my fantasy football league. Uh, you know, and you can learn a little about Norm of the North. Okay. So this is called, the title is Norm of the North, A National Travesty by Steed. A night at the theaters, a timeless experience beloved by millions of Americans. A night you can escape the norm of your boring, pointless life and revel in the stories and dreams of the Hollywood elite. A night at the theaters is a magical time, one that you expect to experience thrills and chills, frights and fights, laughs and lamentations. That is unless you see Norm of the North, then you will receive nothing. This movie will leave you with the same feeling as a newborn abandoned in the middle of a road with nothing but a $5 Pepsi Cola. Just like the parents of an abandoned baby, the creators of Norm of the North made something that is normally beautiful and full of life. They took time, carried the baby, and created the movie. They put thought in their decision. The parents decided they shouldn't abort the baby. The creators of the movie decided not to scrap the movie, which was obviously a poor decision to make in the first place. Finally, they made their decision, abandon a poor helpless baby in the middle of a road, and say, fuck it, and just send it to theaters. The Americans wow. in the audience, you are the abandoned baby, confused how someone you don't even know could betray you in such a horrible fashion, alone in an empty theater, wondering what you did to deserve this. 
After sitting through 25 minutes of previews, you are finally presented with Norm of the North, the story of a young polar bear prince who has a special power of talking to humans. Norm starts out the story by hunting a seal to prove to his tribe that he can hunt. Norm, the giant bloodthirsty polar bear, somehow has great trouble killing the seal, even though at one point during the hunt, the seal lands in the arms seal lands in his arms and is completely helpless norms norm lets the seal live so paul goes on to talk about this for another four pages but the the end result of this is that you should not see norm of the north (laughs) (laughs) kind of felt like yeah and rob schneider was part of this oh god yeah um and so you know it's kind of yeah i don't know what are your thoughts on rob schneider I can't stand his daughter. I don't know who Rob Schneider's daughter is. She sings the X's and O's song. Really? Yeah. I was not familiar with that. I, I had no idea about that. You know the most overplayed song on the radio right now? I'm familiar with the song. Yeah. That's Rob Schneider's daughter. Interesting. Very interesting. Huh. Yeah, why do you think she has a, a music deal? Uh... Well, a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people are, you know, have music deals that are not related to Rob Schneider. (laughs) So it's not usually my first assumption. A lot of people know somebody. But a lot of people do know somebody. Yeah. Yes. Or come from money. That's a good point. That's a very good point, Matt. Okay, the last thing I'm going to talk about here is that I saw when I saw a movie. I would wonder what you would do in this situation, Pat, because I saw a movie like I was talking about in the film fest the other day. And I had somebody that was sitting next to me that was that was laughing throughout the whole – it was a documentary. And they were laughing throughout the whole documentary. But there was parts in the documentary that were about, you know, like murder and suicide. And, like, there was parts – you know, there were very serious topics. And I was at a film festival with people that made the movie. Like, the people that made the movie were in the theater. And the person next to me was, like, laughing at these – at, like, some of these, like, very uncomfortable moments. And I was very, yeah. it really made, like, you know, I was very borderline, like, wanting to say, it's, like, I'm never going to say something to that person, basically. But, like, I really wanted to just say, can you just not do that? Because it was, like, throwing, it was throwing me off. I, I found it just inappropriate in the first place. So then also, like, then, it, like, it takes you out of, you're supposed to be, the documentary is presenting you with a certain mood that you're supposed to have towards this. Yeah. You know, and it kind of takes you out yeah. of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's. I would be pretty upset if I was witnessing the same thing. I was, I was upset, but I didn't do anything about it. I wouldn't have done anything either. Yeah. Okay. Just double checking, Pat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. And the show has ended. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> Just ending, you know, on a high note of uh, yeah, getting your personal it? opinion while I'm there. Um, but I appreciate uh, this has worked out well, Pat. I'm sorry that I couldn't see you in person. It was kind of a crazy week. But we will get in person next week and continue the show as usual. Uh, but it has been great, Pat. It's been great yeah, having you yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I enjoyed talking on the phone. It was great. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Um, and then I loved your uh, Super Bowl recommendations. We had to see how many of those, you know, become a reality this, uh, yeah. this Sunday. We'll see, we'll, we'll see which one I decide. <laughs> yes, yes. You'll let us know. Okay, Pat. Yes. Uh, email us at chubstep.podcast.gmail.com iTunes review, all that stuff. Every Thursday, new episodes, share it with a friend. And the show is ended. All right. Bye. Now you know you got to go.